Hi everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. Does anything change once the Israelites actually have a king? We're going to talk about that in just a second. Today we're reading over 1 Samuel 9-12, to and it's really the account of Saul becoming king officially. Uh, Once Saul becomes king officially, we have walked out of the period of the judges into the period of the kings. Um, So we get a little bit about Saul, we get a little bit more about Samuel, uh, and we see Saul anointed. So Jenny, what do you want to talk about today? Well, some of the things I want to talk about are definitely in the later chapters, but is there anything that you, like, that sticks out to you in those initial? Not, I mean, not really. I mean, the, the one thing that sticks out to me is Samuel is held in such high regard. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody in the land knows that Samuel is honorable. It's kind of interesting because we've talked about how uh, Deborah is a judge and she seems to be, like, the best one. Mm-hmm. And they kind of spiral downward. Um, but we see Samuel actually defend himself at one point, like... um it's in chapter 12. He's basically saying, I've never stolen anything. I've never hey, defrauded anybody. Hey, that was a good say oh, you about, talk about that? Yes. Um, so Samuel okay. has high honor, which is kind of cool to see because Samuel is a prophet and a judge. Uh, he's kind of the guy that's the bridge between the two periods. And he's a pretty honorable guy from what we can tell. I was going to say there's a lot of correlation between him and Moses because I feel like Moses kind of gave the same like spiel before he was done. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, guys, like I served you well. I gave it my all. And mm-hmm. like you better not screw up. And that's exactly what we hear him say at the end of chapter 12. Because he's like basically telling them, if you if you do what the Lord commands, it will be well with you. And if you don't, like God's going to turn from both you and your king. Mm-hmm. Um, so that just, it made me think back immediately to kind of how Moses parted ways with them as well, but right before he died. So Samuel is... Samuel's not going to go away. We're going to hear about more of what Samuel's doing, but he's kind of like giving up his... He's passing the torch. Yeah, he's sort of like giving up his leadership office, mm-hmm. I guess. He's a little bit salty about it. Yeah, which is the same thing we saw with Moses. Now, yeah. he's not dead, but he's definitely passing off the... And he even says, I will continue to pray for you with like hopes that you will continue to follow the Lord. You know, that got my attention because he actually says like he will not sin against them by stopping his prayers. Yeah. Um, which is... It says, I will not sin against the Lord Yeah, by ceasing to pray for you. So Samuel held his prayers for the people in extremely high regard, and how exhausting would that job have been? Quite. Like, they literally are like... It's like Black Friday every time they set up a new pole, like people just breaking down the doors trying to get in there and worship <laughs> that thing. So poor Samuel was probably discouraged so often. But, but they all are. It's so interesting. They all are what? Like, it seems like all of the prophets are in some way, shape, or form. They're just oh, like, yeah. oh, guys. <laughs> but I, to me, it's kind of cool to see him saying, like, I'm not sinning against the Lord by stopping praying for you. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul actually ends up talking the same way. Like, he opens his letters all with, I'm going to pray for you always. Like, all my prayers are for you. Um, so, people of God seem to pray quite a bit, mm-hmm. even when things look impossible. I think that's like... As I'm thinking about all these prophets and leaders and soon to be kings and all this, all this leadership, it is like so fun or funny, I guess, today because people, myself included, will oftentimes take the Israelites and just kind of like smash them like, oh, those big dummies and whatever. And I mean, I guess I feel like pastors probably feel the same tension. (laughs) Like, guys, 
we are getting so distracted. We are getting so like off the right path with what we're supposed to be up to. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I wonder if that same tension is like still something we we deal with for sure today, and it's not super unique to them. Maybe. Um, the spirit of God rushes on Saul twice. Yep. Um, so it's it's worthwhile to mention. We mentioned this before, but. The Holy Spirit acts in a different way in the Old Testament. He comes upon specific people at specific times for specific jobs. So much so that people are like, hey, is that that guy? <laughs> yeah, he's very different. It actually says mm-hmm. that it changes his heart, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so at one point, the Spirit of God comes on Saul so he can prophesy. And then at another point, the Spirit of God comes on Saul so that he can basically like war against the Ammonites because of the evil that they're doing on the Israelites. Um, what do you think, like, you, you want to talk a little bit about the end of the passage. Oh, it was mostly just about how Samuel is, like, giving them the final, the final words before he hands over his leadership. And this would be kind of what I said in the beginning, like, do the rules change? Like, they definitely don't change at all. We've been mm-hmm. hearing the same command from God from Moses on. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it hasn't changed at all. And what's really interesting is that God basically reveals um, if you rebel against God, it will be held against the people and against the king. So the king now has this kind of responsibility over the people. We're going to see good kings and bad kings, more bad kings than good kings. Um, But there is a unique role in that king, but the rules are exactly the same. Honor God and he will honor you and bless you. Work against God and he will work against you. So well, we see, like, Saul eventually just kind of, like, dwindles away, too. Yeah, Saul goes crazy And that's, like, crazy, immense responsibility and mm-hmm. not taking it seriously. So, I guess that's that's kind of what we have for today. Um, Israel was not supposed to desire a king. God allows them to have a king. Saul is chosen as king. On the surface, he looks fantastic. The Spirit of the Lord has come on him twice. He is tall and handsome. For some reason, the text calls that out (laughs) many times. Um, But he is ultimately going to disappoint. And I think there is one one thing here that kind of cues a little bit of that. Uh, Samuel anoints Saul as king. And then Samuel casts lots to pick the king. So there's like this private ceremony and then there's Mm -hmm. this public ceremony Mm -hmm. before Israel. And what's really interesting is that the lot follows what Samuel has already done privately, but they can't find Saul because he's hiding in the luggage or the baggage or something. The <laughs> yeah, bush, what yeah. was it? Baggage they, or bushes I, or something? No, they definitely said like the, I think it was, now you got me confused. I thought it was like baggage. I think it is baggage. Yeah. Right there in chapter 10, verse 22. Behold, he has hidden himself among the baggage. So that's kind of weird. Um, and I think it creates a little bit of uncertainty about what is up with well, this guy. Well, it says in our, in our little um, the footnote. footnote, says Saul had hidden himself perhaps for fear of accepting his new responsibilities, which, I mean, honestly, they've never had one before, so. Yeah, he is the first king. That'd be kind of intimidating. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens with this guy. Um, but that's what we got today in First Samuel 9 to 12. We'll be back tomorrow. We're looking at 13 and 14 tomorrow. So we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.
Hey, thanks so much for listening to our take on God's word. Stick around and listen to the word uh, on the second part of the podcast. Before we get in there, uh, we just want to remind you, you can connect with us at any time on social media and YouTube at God's Plan Your Part. Also, we are a listener supported podcast. So if you ever want to help us out with the ministry that we're doing, uh, you can do that by clicking the link in our description. And now here's the reading for today. 1 Samuel chapter 9. There was a man of Benjamin whose name was Kish, the son of Abiel, the son of Zeror, the son of Bechareth, the son of Aphiah, a Benjamite, a man of wealth. And he had a son whose name was Saul, a handsome young man. There was not a man among the people of Israel more handsome than he. From his shoulders upward he was taller than any of the people. Now the donkeys of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. So Kish said to Saul his son, Take one of the young men with you, and arise, go and look for the donkeys. And he passed through the hill country of Ephraim, and passed through the land of Shahala, that they did not find them. And they passed through the land of Shahalim, but they were not there. Then they passed through the land of Benjamin, but did not find them. When they came to the land of Zuf, Saul said to his servant who was with him, Come, let us go back, lest my father cease to care about the donkeys and become anxious about us. But he said to him, Behold, there is a man of God in this city, and he is a man who is held in honor. All that he says comes true. So now let us go there. Perhaps he can tell us the way we should go. Then Saul said to his servant, But if we go, what can we bring the man? For the bread in our sacks is gone, and there is no present to bring to the man of God. What do we have? The servant answered Saul again, Here I have with me a quarter of a shekel of silver, and I will give it to the man of God to tell us our way. Formerly in Israel, when a man went to inquire of God, he said, Come, let us go to the seer, for today's prophet was formerly called a seer. And Saul said to his servant, Well said, Come, let us go. So they went to the city where the man of God was. As they went up the hill to the city, they met young women coming out to draw water and said to them, Is the seer here? They answered, He is. Behold, he is just ahead of you. Hurry. He has come just now to the city, because the people have a sacrifice today on the high place. As soon as you enter the city, you will find him, before he goes up to the high place to eat. For the people will not eat till he comes, since he must bless the sacrifice. Afterward, those who are invited will eat. Now go up, for you will meet him immediately. So they went up to the city. As they were entering the city, they saw Samuel coming out toward them on his way to the high place. Now the day before Saul came, the Lord had revealed to Samuel, Tomorrow about this time I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin, and you shall anoint him to be prince over my people Israel. He shall save my people from the hand of the Philistines, for I have seen my people, because their cry has come to me. When Samuel saw Saul, the Lord told him, Here is the man whom I spoke to you. He it is who shall restrain my people. Then Saul approached Samuel in the gate and said, Tell me where is the house of the seer? Samuel answered Saul, I am the seer. Go up before me to the high place, for today you shall eat with me, and in the morning I will let you go, and I will tell you all that is on your mind. As for your donkeys, that were lost three days ago, do not set your mind on them, for they have been found. And for whom is all that is desirable in Israel? Is it not for you and for all your father's house? Saul answered, Am I not a Benjamite from the least of the tribes of Israel? And is not my clan the humblest of all the clans of the tribes of Benjamin? Why have you spoken to me in this way? Then Samuel took Saul and his young man and brought them into the hall and gave them a place at the head of those who had been invited, who were about thirty persons. And Samuel said to the cook, Bring the portion I gave you, of which I said to you, put it aside. 
So the cook took up the leg and what was on it and set them before Saul. And Samuel said, See, what was kept is set before you. Eat, because it was kept for you until the hour appointed, that you might eat with the guests. So Saul ate with Samuel that day. And when they came down from the high place into the city, a bed was spread for Saul on the roof, and he lay down to sleep. Then at the break of dawn, Samuel called to Saul on the roof, Up, that I may send you on your way. So Saul arose, and both he and Samuel went out into the street. As they were going down to the outskirts of the city, Samuel said to Saul, Tell the servant to pass on before us. And when he has passed on, stop here yourself for a while, that I may make you known to the word of God. Then Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him and said, Has not the Lord anointed you to be prince over his people Israel? And you shall reign over the people of the Lord, and you will save them from the hand of their surrounding enemies. And this shall be a sign to you that the Lord has anointed you to be prince over the heritage. When you depart from me today, you will meet two men by Rachel's tomb in the territory of Benjamin at Zelzah, and they will say to you, The donkeys that you went to seek are found, and now your father has ceased to care about the donkeys and is anxious about you, saying, What shall I do about my son? Then you shall go on from there further and come to the oak of Tabor. Three men are going up to God at Bethel will meet you there, one carrying three young goats, another carrying three loaves of bread, and another carrying a skin of wine. And they will greet you and give you two loaves of bread, which you shall accept from their hand. After that you shall come to Gibeath Elohim, where there is a garrison of Philistines. And there, as soon as you come to the city, you will meet a group of prophets coming down from the high place with a harp, a tambourine, a flute, and a lyre before them, prophesying. Then the Spirit of the Lord will rush upon you, and you will prophesy with them, and be turned into another man. Now when these signs meet you, do what your hand finds to do, for God is with you. Then go down before me to Gilgal, and behold, I am coming down to you to offer burnt offerings and to sacrifice peace offerings. Seven days you shall wait until I come to you and show you what you shall do. When he turned his back to leave Samuel, God gave him another heart, and these things came to pass that day. When they came to Gibeah, behold, a group of prophets met him, and the Spirit of God rushed upon him, and he prophesied among them. And when all who knew him previously saw how he prophesied with the prophets, the people said to one another, What has come over the son of Kish? Is Saul also among the prophets? And a man of the place answered, And who is their father? Therefore it became a proverb, Is Saul also among the prophets? When he had finished prophesying, he came to the high place. Saul's uncle said to him and to his servant, Where did you go? And he said, To seek the donkeys. And when he saw they were not to be found, we went to Samuel. And Saul's uncle said, Please tell me what Samuel said to you. And Saul said to his uncle, He told us plainly that the donkeys had been found. But about the matter of the kingdom of which Samuel had spoken, he did not tell him anything. Now Samuel called the people together to the Lord at Mizpah. And he said to the people of Israel, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I brought up Israel out of Egypt, and I delivered you from the hand of the Egyptians and from the hand of all the kingdoms that were oppressing you. But today you have rejected your God, who saves you from all your calamities and all your distresses. And you have said to him, Set a king over us. Now therefore present yourselves before the Lord by your tribes and by your thousands. Then Samuel brought all the tribes of Israel near, and the tribe of Benjamin was taken by Lot. He brought the tribe of Benjamin near by its clans, and the clan of the Matrites was taken by Lot, and Saul the son of Kish was taken by Lot. But when they sought him, he could not be found. So they inquired again of the Lord, Is there a man still to come? 
And the Lord said, Behold, he has hidden himself among the baggage. Then they ran and took him from there. And when he stood among the people, he was taller than any of the people from his shoulders upward. And Samuel said to all the people, Do you see him who the Lord has chosen? There is none like him among the people. And all the people shouted, Long live the king. Then Samuel told the people the rights and duties of the kingship, and he wrote them in a book and laid it before the Lord. Then Samuel sent all the people away, each one to his home. Saul also went to his home at Gibeah, and with him went the men of valor whose hearts God had touched. But some worthless fellows said, How can this man save us? And they despised him and brought him to no present. But he held his peace. Then Nahash the Ammonite went up and besieged Jabesh-Gilead, and all the men of Jabesh said to Nahash, Make a treaty with us, and we will serve you. But Nahash the Ammonite said to them, On the condition I will make a treaty with you, that I gouge out all your right eyes, and thus bring disgrace on all Israel. The elders of Jabesh said to them, Give us seven days' respite, that we might send messengers throughout all the territory of Israel. Then if there is no one to save us, we will give ourselves up to you. When the messengers came to Gibeah of Saul, they reported the matter in the ears of the people, and all the people wept aloud. Now, behold, Saul was coming from the field behind the oxen. And Saul said, What is wrong with the people, that they are weeping? So they told him of the news of the men of Jabesh. And the Spirit of God rushed upon Saul when he heard these words, and his anger was greatly kindled. He took a yoke of oxen and cut them in pieces and sent them throughout the territory of Israel by the hand of the messengers, saying, Whoever does not come out after Saul and Samuel, so shall it be done to his oxen. Then the dread of the Lord fell upon the people, and they came out as one man. When he mustered them at Bezek, the people of Israel were three hundred thousand, and the men of Judah thirty thousand. And they said to the messengers who had come, Thus shall you say to the men of Jabesh-Gilead, Tomorrow by the time the sun is hot, you shall have salvation. When the messengers came and told the men of Jabesh, they were glad. Therefore the men of Jabesh said, Tomorrow we will give ourselves up to you, and you may do to us whatever seems good to you. And the next day Saul put the people in three companies. And they came into the midst of the camp in the morning watch, and struck down the Ammonites until the heat of the day. And those who survived were scattered, so that no two of them were left together. Then the people said to Samuel, Who is it that said, Shall Saul reign over us? Bring the men that we may put them to death. So Saul said, Not a man shall be put to death this day, for today the Lord has worked salvation in Israel. Then Samuel said to his people, Come, let us go to Gilgal, and there renew the kingdom. So all the people went to Gilgal, and there they made Saul king before the Lord in Gilgal. There they sacrificed peace offerings before the Lord, and there Saul and all the men of Israel rejoiced greatly. And Samuel said to all Israel, Behold, I have obeyed your voice in all that you have said to me, and have made you a king over you. And now, behold, the king walks before you, and I am old and gray, and behold, my sons are with you. I have walked before you with my youth until this day. Here I am. Testify against me before the Lord and before his anointed. Whose ox have I taken, or whose donkey have I taken, or whom have I defrauded? Whom have I oppressed, or from whose hand have I taken a bribe to blind my eyes with it? Testify against me, and I will restore it to you. They say, 
You have not defrauded us or oppressed us or taken anything from any man's hand. And he said to them, The Lord is witness against you, and his anointed is witness this day, that you have not found anything in my hand. And they said, He is witness. And Samuel said to the people, The Lord is witness, who appointed Moses and Aaron, and brought your fathers up out of the land of Egypt. Now therefore stand still that I may plead with you before the Lord concerning all the righteous deeds of the Lord that he performed for you and for your fathers. When Jacob went into Egypt and the Egyptians oppressed them, then your fathers cried out to the Lord, and the Lord sent Moses and Aaron, who brought your fathers out of Egypt and made them dwell in this place. But they forgot the Lord their God, and he sold them into the hands of Sisera, commander of the army of Hazor, and into the land of the Philistines, and into the land of the king of Moab. And they fought against them. And they cried out to the Lord and said, We have sinned, because we have forsaken the Lord, and have served the Baals and the Ashtaroth. But now deliver us out of the hand of our enemies, that we may serve you. And the Lord sent Jeruabal and Barak and Jephthah and Samuel, and delivered you out of the hand of your enemies on every side, and you lived in safety. And when you saw that Nahash, the king of the Ammonites, came against you, you said to me, No, but a king shall reign over us, when the Lord your God was your king. And now, behold, the king whom you have chosen, for whom you have asked, behold, the Lord has set a king over you. If you will fear the Lord and serve him and obey his voice and not rebel against the commandment of the Lord, and if both of you and the king who reigns over you will follow the Lord your God, it will be well. But if you will not obey the voice of the Lord and rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then the hand of the Lord will be against you and your king. Then therefore stand still and see his great thing that the Lord will do before your eyes. Is it not wheat harvest today? I will call the Lord, that he may send thunder and rain, and you shall know and see that your wickedness is great, which you have done in the sight of the Lord, in asking for yourselves a king. So Samuel called upon the Lord, and the Lord sent thunder and rain that day, and all the people greatly feared the Lord and Samuel. And all the people said to Samuel, Pray for your servants to the Lord your God, that we may not die, for we have added to all our sins this evil to ask for ourselves a king. And Samuel said to the people, Do not be afraid. You have done all this evil. Yet do not turn aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. And do not turn aside after empty things that cannot profit or deliver, for they are empty. For the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake, because it has pleased the Lord to make you a people for himself. Moreover, as for me, Far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for you, and I will instruct you in the good and the right way. Only fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart, for consider what great things he has done for you. But if you still do wickedly, you shall be swept away, both you and your king. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.